summer's almost here. That makes, uh, you know, uh, makes, uh, you know, all of the stuff that, you know, you don't want to think about the rest of the year. Like, uh, I don't know, being in shape. We're at the pool yesterday. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. Kids were like, dang in the pool. I'm like, nope. Uh -uh. No, I'm really not going to. Uh, I shock myself. So uh, Built Bar can help you lose some weight. Built Bars can, you can throw them in your bag for your kids even um, because they're protein bars. They're not a weight loss thing. I just like them because they are only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 130 calories, and they're really, really good. And if you haven't tried their marshmallow puffs yet, they're unbelievable. Go to BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. 10% off your order. Promo code BEC15 for 10% off at Built.com. That's Built.com. To the Glenn Beck program. Why are you paying so much at the gas pump? Why are you paying so much uh, at the grocery store? Why is inflation happening? There's several reasons, but one that nobody really has tied together yet. And we have an expert in finances and somebody who can explain all of this in 60 seconds. Jody has written in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I am so grateful uh, for the experience of uh, relief. The majority of my upper back and neck pain is now gone. Something that is non-prescription and non-addictive, thank you. I like the only side effects are positive ones. This is the key to Relief Factor. And Jody, I thank you very much for your uh, email. Relief Factor was created by doctors. It is usually the thing that everybody tries the very, the very last thing because you're out of options. When you're living with real pain and nothing cuts it, and then, you know, if you get prescription drugs, you're like, I don't want to live my life that way. What do you do? Relief Factor. Please just try it. Three-week quick start. Developed for 1995. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more month after month. I'm one of those people. It works. I take it three times a day. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. We are, uh, I'm thrilled, thrilled to have a real ESG warrior uh, in the studio now. Marlo Oaks, he is the Utah State Treasurer, and he gets it. 
Uh, he is on our studio lot here meeting with uh, other state leaders from all over the country, uh, meeting with the Heartland Institute regarding ESG. His name is Marlo Oaks. Marlo, how are you, sir? Great. It's good to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you. So um, <clears throat> you are your background is investments. Yes. Right. And in 2008, your firm fared really quite well. Did yes. It not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was why. Uh, well, it was different strategies that we had in place. And, and really, what's interesting is we looked at the market indicators. We had some indicators on, on market based uh, information right. around the housing market um, and and we're able to avoid some investments. And the housing market went up, and this is important for people to understand. The housing market went up. It, it wasn't called this at the time, but it was social justice, was it not? Correct, yes. Tell me, explain that. So, so essentially, um, the government decided that owning a home was a human right, right, for everybody in the United States everybody should own a home and so we are going to uh twist the arm of banks right. to provide more capital correct and you can't open up new uh banks in other areas unless you provide more home loans for these people in this disadvantaged area that's right right that's right and so all of this money floods into the housing market creating all of these different securities right and ultimately it was too much capital uh underwriting standards went down right mm-hmm. and what was the result it was it almost broke our entire system right and so when we start messing with markets we are creating huge problems the misallocation of capital either too much capital or not enough capital it creates problems and that is the key and i want you to know there's a new study out that shows that 50 percent 50 55 percent of the population is now aware of the great reset and esg and have an opinion on it it is the least popular i mean it's wildly unpopular with all three uh, but it's the least popular with independents then with democrats and the trail is republicans because Mm -hmm. they say we're not going to get involved in the free market this is not the free market. No, that's right. And, and I'm, I'm really glad to hear those statistics because I've told people this transcends partisan politics. Mm-hmm. If you care about the United States of America, you will be against ESG. This is not free market capitalism because free market capitalism is allowing capital to go where it would naturally go. In 2015, there were 59 oil and gas funds raised globally, $46.6 billion. In 2021, there were 11 funds raised globally, $4.6 billion, a drop of over 90%. And the reason is because ESG investors, we have a group of entities, financial entities that have signed on to different uh, initiatives globally Mm -hmm. that are saying Mm -hmm. we have to reduce carbon emissions to net zero And with that goal, then they are now cutting off capital, refusing to give capital where it is most desperately needed in this economy, and that is in the oil and gas industry. And that's a huge reason why we have inflation in gasoline prices. And this is where governments always screw up. They always screw up. They are uh, saying we want to reduce to carbon zero. So we're going to we're we're sending this out to the oil and gas industry. 
and that message has gone through the banks and through investors. We're not going to invest in you for finding any more oil and gas. You're not the future. Right. And then the next in line there sees, oh, oil and gas is not the future. So I've got to build electric cars. Yeah. But nobody's talking about how fast this is happening and where we're going to get all of the electricity in the transition period. Right. And and, and what are we transitioning to? To. Uh, you know, we say, okay, we've got to get off oil and gas. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But w- w- where are we going to get our power? Yeah. Right. And, and electric vehicles don't power themselves. No. They have to get the power from, from somewhere. Someplace. Right. If we would, I would be for, not ESG, but I would be for the, the, the switch over if it was cleaner. If we were doing, let's say, combined with, we're going to build new nuclear plants. Yeah. So we had enough power to do it. Well, but, where is the market, right? Correct. That, that's what we're getting away from, which is so dangerous, right? Free market capitalism is essentially economic freedom. It's the ability for you and I to make our own choices about what we buy and sell. Okay, so you are trying to um, get people to understand in Utah, this is extraordinarily, extraordinarily dangerous for them. Yes. Why? Um, it's it it bypasses our legislative processes, right? So because the Great New Deal wasn't able to get through Congress, that didn't stop them. They went through. They're going through ESG through corporate America, which bypasses a legislative process. So and run against the Constitution. Absolutely, yeah. it undermines the Constitution. And ESG is fundamentally coercion. If you think about socially responsible investing, that's the idea that I'm going to avoid uh, certain industries because I don't mm-hmm. want to participate in them. That's fine. That's your constitutional right. Uh, impact investing. I'm a huge fan of impact investing. That's where you are looking for a solution to a problem. It's about funding innovation to find solutions to our biggest challenges. ESG is neither of those things. ESG is, has really hijacked the socially responsible investing idea. And instead of just avoiding investing, we are now going to engage in companies and engage the market and try to change them to the view that we have that we Including have Including changing the board of directors. Absolutely. Which is so dangerous. Yes. Um, so you're, you're on the E for energy, for ESG, um, or ecology. You, you're looking at the high rate of um, gas prices going up, and you're tying it right to ESG because we're not investing in that now. That's right. Yeah, because if you invest in that, then then you may get shamed or, right? Whatever. I mean, there's a cancel culture there, and it's incredibly dangerous. So how does this hurt the investor who has their money in some mutual fund? Let's yeah. start there. How yeah. does that help? How does well, it hurt? well, this year, the best performing sector in the market has been oil and gas. And you're out. And you're not participating in it. Right. So you are, by, by definition, over time, if you are excluding a sector or company or whatever it is, right, you are either in, you know, over a, a business cycle, you are either going to have higher volatility 
lower returns, or a combination of both. And this year is a perfect example of what happens when you don't invest in oil and gas because it is the best performing asset class. Somebody has to look at these funds and see if they, because there's fiduciary responsibility. Absolutely. They can't just do this if it's not performing at least as well. Right. Um, but I, I can't imagine how it is. Um, now, the state, as I see this, this is the way you remember when, uh, you know, the bathroom, the uh, gen- non-gender bathroom thing. Yep. And what was it? The Carolinas, Pat, do you remember? Which North Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they boycotted the state and they said, we're not going to bring tours there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is a way if you don't go along before it hits the average person and th- and their choices personally, it's going to hit the states first. And this is a way for the state to be completely shut off correct like russia is shut off yeah yeah that's potentially that's exactly right it it is a way we, we are politicizing our capital markets to the point where we are no longer in control as a state uh, the level of uh, or the rate that we can borrow money in the capital markets utah has always had a triple a rating and all three credit rating agencies have rated it AAA. That's the highest credit mm-hmm. in the world. And I've said for months, it, it, that may not matter if we have some ESG score that says we aren't doing, we might be extracting too much oil or our gun laws are too lax, whatever it is, right? S&P, uh, S&P Global, which is a credit rating service, just said to all of the states, we're not just looking at your finances now, we're using ESG. That's right. So you may lose your AAA well, uh, they, they, they kept it. They kept it separate. Right. So they said, OK, you have your triple A, um, but then they have an ESG score. That's still problematic, even if we have a triple A credit rating, because you're calling out something else that investors can point to and say, oh, well, you shouldn't really lend to Utah at the best rates because look at their ESG score. Right. For, forget the the credit rating. Right. That's and what is that going to mean to states? It means that you, you have lost your uh, self-determination, your sovereignty, your ability to drive kind of your own destiny. How? Right? How? Um, because if, if, if uh, S&P Global determines for some reason or the credit rating agencies determine that there is some risk out there, right, that's a social risk or, or a, an environmental risk, um, and, and they point to that and give you a low score, then investors may hold back money, just like what they're doing with oil and gas. Mm-hmm. And therefore, rates go up. You have to borrow at a higher rate, and uh, all taxpayers in the state are hurt by that. It hurts states and companies and, and individuals. It's incredible how, how bad this is. It is all-encompassing, and uh, really, I, I personally think it's, it's evil, but it's genius. I mean, it's yeah. well thought out and well executed. Yes. Um, and they are way down the road with it. Yes. So what are you doing uh, in your state to stop it? Well, we're, we're, uh, I'm doing a lot of education, number one. Um, number one uh, thing, only right around 50% don't know what it is. Yeah, and, and we've got to change that. People have got to understand, and they've got to understand how this is different from free market capitalism, how it actually undermines and destroys free market capitalism, because it has nothing to do with free market capitalism. In fact, it's the antithesis 
of free market capitalism. And people have got to understand how this, uh, how it hurts their returns, their investment returns, mm-hmm. um, how, how it causes inflation. Uh, we look at the 2008-2009 financial crisis and what a disaster that was. That's a, a result of the government getting involved in markets and trying to determine who can get capital and who can't. That's what ESG is all about. And that made houses... Uh, less expensive, easier to get, where inflation here is you don't have the resources right. for the oil and gas, so those resources are sh- uh, are, are uh, falling behind. We're, and the we're, supply, supply isn't out is in the market. Out. Yeah, right? so that's just causing supply and demand. Exactly. And, and, and another thing that's so insidious about this, if you think, if you're concerned about the uh, environment, and who doesn't want clean air and clean water, right? We mm-hmm. all want we that, do. right? Yeah. Um, so in order to solve a problem, we need innovation. And we've always relied on innovation in this country. We have the best innovation record in the world. In the world. And if we go down the ESG hole, we will destroy innovation because it is a massive wealth transfer of regulation and lawsuits and uh, other you know service providers like accountants that have mm-hmm. to do all of the ESG scoring mm-hmm. right it's a it's a huge transfer there's no wealth that has been generated by ESG no it's it's this reporting um, th- that is being foisted on companies public and private it is like across the economy and it will happen to the individual you'll be the last to be picked but you do you agree? Oh, okay. So here in, in sorry, not hang here. on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, let me, ahead. let me, let me yep. take one minute and we'll come back. Last time the Tuttle twins gave away a, a free book for their incredible series. 17,000 people took advantage of the uh, book that time around. Uh, I think this book is a must and it is free. We've had the Tuttle twins make it free again. Uh, just because I think it's so important for your kids to have. This is from their series, The Tuttle Twin and Their uh, Spectacular Show Business. And this is about business. This will teach your kids what capital uh, means, um, you know, how how supply and demand works, how the sales strategy is has to be balanced with the uh, budget cost, et cetera, et cetera, teaches your kids how business works. And it does it in a really fun way that really you can read to your seven-year-old. Um, and this is critical. Nobody's teaching this. You can get this book for free right now. Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. You'll get it for free. Just pay for the shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Just for the cost of shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds station ID. Marlo Oaks, who is the Utah State Treasurer, who had a uh, Wall Street Journal piece uh, out recently, and he is now meeting uh, with different states, different leaders here at our studio compact, uh, complex uh, over at the American Journey Experience. Um, he's meeting with the Heartland Institute regarding ESG. Uh, okay, so we were talking about how this is going to affect the average person. Yeah, so so we have a co-op power company the co-op meaning there's five different cities in utah and nevada 
right, that, that have this co-op power company. And recently, the insurance broker was approached by the current mm-hmm. insurance underwriter mm-hmm. for automobile insurance of the fleet vehicles. And they said, we are no longer going to underwrite the automobile business of the co-op. And they said, well, why? Because it is coal power, uh, coal generated power. Even though the cars aren't. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. right. Okay. And, and so th- that's where we're going, right? I mean, w- w- I, I tell people this. This is like uh, putting economic sanctions, American companies against American companies. You see this Correct. in war, right? Mm-hmm. In war, you, you do economic sanctions against other countries. Now we have American businesses doing it to American businesses. It is crazy. And of course, it's going to filter down. They, they have to control our behavior, in order for us to, to get to the net, net zero. I mean, it is insane. I'm, I'm sorry, because uh, I'm so ignorant on this. Wouldn't the Commerce Clause have something to do with this? The government is supposed to make sure that commerce flows freely, and yes. that's not what this is doing. No, that's right. In, in fact, it, it, is, it, it is really substituting our pluralistic institutions, when what I mean by that is the market is our most pluralistic institution because we have individual players, individual people that participate in the market, all with a different view about the future. And we are trying to conform everybody's view to one, right? To converge that view to one outcome. That sounds... And that destroys the pluralistic system that we have and leads to centralized control. So, um, Marlo, we've got about 90 seconds. What what can people do or how can... What can people do? Well, number one is that we've got to get money out of the big institutions that are driving this, BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard. Those institutions have consolidated so much power, and they've essentially hijacked passive investing and made it active uh, to, to drive this agenda. So if your money is in one of those, you gotta you try to get it out. Yes, yes. Okay. And, and that may that includes talking to your company if they have a, you know, a retirement system right. at your company. You've got to tell them that you do not want your money politicized and that you've got to have your money uh, managed for a financial return. Number two is if a business is doing something that you consider offensive, like politicizing things, right? You need to call the company. Don't just stop doing business with them. Call them and tell them why. And conversely, if a business is not politicizing things and you appreciate that, then call them and tell them that you appreciate that. The last thing you can do is actually buy a share of a company and show up to their annual meeting and start asking them tough questions about why they're doing certain things. Excellent. Marlo, thank you very much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. And if I mean, there's ever anything we can do to, to help, um, the people need to know what it is. And we need strong leaders like you that will put it through. Well, thank you. And thank through. you for your help in educating people on this. Uh, Marlo Oaks, he is the Utah State Treasurer. More in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Today is National Do Something Nice for Your Neighbor Day, or something like that. Every day is something. I like cake day. Cupcake day, cookie day, those are great. But this is uh, Do Something Nice for Your Neighbor. Here's something you can do. Um, The Tunnel to Towers Foundation helps our veterans and helps our first responders. A cop is shot. 
and he doesn't come home, if he has small children, his mortgage is taken care of, not by the federal government or by the state, but by average people who are joining and uh, and giving to tunnel to towers. If somebody is living on the streets and they were a vet, we can get them off the street and get them a mortgage-free home base, a tiny home through Operation Home Base. They do a lot of stuff. I'd like you to check them out, please. They have a five-star charity rating. It's uh, T, the number two, T, dot org, Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. If you can join them and donate 11 bucks a month, that makes all the difference in the world. T2T. Org. Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Steve Dace, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com, promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. Right across uh, the brickyard here at the um, studio complex here in uh, Irving, Texas. Uh, we have something called the American Journey Experience, and it's run by uh, Mercury One, and it is our history and education center. And we do education with pastors. I just spoke to about, I think, 60 or 80 pastors just a few weeks ago. Um, we were educating them on, uh, you know, American history and how important their role is. We do um uh students in fact we have the american journey experience summer institute uh which is i believe yeah 18 to 25 year olds it's a hands-on experience to study original historic documents you'll get specialized uh, teaching and instruction and the opportunity to really understand american um the american system and who we really are you'll also learn how to question uh, that's where we start is just what do you think, you know, um, and it is uh, it's phenomenal. And I think at this is it just uh, one week, yeah, one week sessions. The first session is June 20th to the 24th. Session two is July 18th through the 22nd. And you can uh, have your 18 to 25 year old apply. Not everybody is taken. Um, there's a, there is some hurdles that you have to, you have to cross American journey experience.com slash summer Institute for college age, uh, people. It is the American journey experience.com summer, uh, hyphen Institute. Just go to, just go to the American journey experience.com and you'll find all of the, all of the, um, instructions there. Barbara Ehart is uh, with us. Uh, she is over on the brickyard at our uh, at our uh, education center now with a bunch of people from all over the country, right? That are yep, uh, yep. Uh, uh, representatives reps. and senators, yeah. state senators from all over uh, the United States. Right. This is awesome. And I wanted to bring you in, and you fought against it, um, but I wanted to bring <laughs> you in because um, you and uh, and Gay um, Gay Ann Demordant Demor- yeah uh-huh. Demordant were phenomenal up in uh, Idaho. I mean, real ESG warriors. And I have said, are you up for re-election by any chance? I am. Okay. I've got a challenger tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, really? <laughs> Tomorrow's our, yes, tomorrow. I have said, everyone needs to know where your candidate stands on ESG. And if they're not warriors, 
then they should not be in office. This is so critical that we rid ourselves of ESG at the state level. And Barbara, uh, you and Gayanne were is she running for re-election? She is. She's oh. got a ridiculous challenger, oh, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So how about uh, Sage Dixon? Is he running? He's running and he's got a challenger. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> please, yeah. please um, get these things uh, done. The senator, the other one that was Steve. Senator Steve Vick, who is phenomenal. He has decided to retire and it's okay. a great loss to the Senate. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. But you yeah. guys were the warriors yeah. Yeah. Uh, on this. Now, tell me where it stands, because right. we didn't anticipate the banking lobby coming in wow yeah it uh you know what what people don't understand and you had mentioned it right before you had come you came in to meet with us to meet with our leadership and um you know it was our people were fired up and and part of what we are doing is we're all learning about esg and getting that legislation out there is the legislation we had wasn't quite ready for idaho a little time passed and we were getting up against the end and yeah so then we had you know some of the bankers come out and i they don't understand what's going on it's so much like all the other legislation that goes national right you know whether it's legislation i've written that uh, people come out with their talking points and that's what they think it is and so we we just didn't have the time i believe to educate them and it's you know the gentleman whom you just had on from utah he has done a phenomenal job educating his bankers yeah. in utah and we are going to work to bring him to idaho yeah, to help with our bankers because you know sometimes they need an authority that speaks their yeah, language sure. right and, and that's what we're gonna, and he's you do, oh yeah, man he, he was awesome that's why that's why these treasurers are so important because yes. if they're good you know they've come from the business world they've come from the banking financial world or the investment world and they can explain it and speak right. the language that's what we're going to do let so yeah. so that they can be mano a mano speaking that yeah. language to get them on board you were weren't you the one was you the first in America to pass the, or bring the legislation <laughs> to protect girls' sports? I was. We did that in Idaho in 2020. I was the, uh, you know, the author, the one to promote the fairness in women's sports. And now I've been able to help as uh, 15 other states have been able to pass it. I've uh, testified personally in three states or four states over the last two years and uh, uh, like 20 or 30 via zoom and it's been a phenomenal uh, experience there glenn just to see people stand up and and protect something so basic because the fact that girls and boys are different i mean it's 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 truly crazy i yeah. mean if you want to be a boy on a girl's team fine then there needs to be a special category for you right you know, girls cannot i mean if right. if they were playing football every dad of the boys Every dad would be on the sidelines going, hey, 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 she's getting hurt because you can't. Yeah, you cannot take on yep. these huge boys. No. It's, uh, they're just different. Oh, and, and and, you know, some of the mantra that the left is using, it, it, it amuses me. And I use it now in my testimony that, you know, it's about the humanity and the community and the inclusivity. And it's, it's not about that at all, because if it was, then players wouldn't get cut and coaches wouldn't get fired. It's about winning. <laughs> it's about winning. So yeah, it's simply. Yeah. yeah, we're not. But we don't. I mean, it's so funny. Texas is very different when it comes to football. Uh, it's about winning exactly yeah yeah but my my son was he's in a he's on a football team in a, a small school and uh one of the schools he played brought a <laughs> i think it was like a a civil war cannon 
to the game and every time they they scored a touchdown the cannon went off love it yeah love i it. tried to bribe the guy to do it for us but he, <laughs> right. he wouldn't do it sweet yeah um yeah. okay so um talk to me a little bit about the governor's race you know, it's it's uh, to be quite honest, uh, that race is it's been pretty contentious. And my race, uh, Glenn, has been just busy enough. And I, I mean, I've had to deal with a lot of mistruths. So I've really been enamored in mine. I am. Um, Can I just ask yeah, you this? Yeah. Yeah. Here is my impression okay. of of Gov- Governor Little, right? That right? He is our governor. Yeah. Uh Wow. Not not necessarily good. Uh, uh, he was. Uh, do you know him at all, Pat? I don't know him. Yeah, but, but you know, I know of him. him. And uh, he said to me on ESG yesterday, I didn't know anything about it, but I called one of my friends in the bank, <laughs> and I think I have uh, last night, and I think I have a pretty good handle on it. Yeah, I bet like, he does after yeah. calling his friend at the bank. <laughs> yeah. But he does. I, I, I said, wow, it took us two years <laughs> to uh, to be able to do that. So, Well, heaven knows if uh, Governor Little is our little, we're, I mean, our governor, then we're going to need him to get this ESG stuff passed, too. So whoever our governor is, you know... Um, I know you're, that, for, you're <laughs> for whoever wins. I, I am for whoever will help us yeah. advance and get this passed. Because you know, one thing you said to us, Glenn, and and uh, the again, the um, gentleman, uh, Mr. Oaks, that you had had on here, he can speak this language with you inside yeah. and out. It it is a little bit complicated. So you're yeah, right yeah, in what is. you just said, and it's it's taken me reading and and I don't know even know what you know. Gay Ann, for example, got your great reset and immediately started listening to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, on she and told so, me she listened yeah. to it like four times. Yeah, exactly. And was starting to really understand. The and that and that's what I'm working on. But the yeah. one thing I understand, and this is a language that I understand more than anything because I love America. I understand that it is the reconstruction and the deconstruction of our Constitution. That alone tells me and should tell everyone who loves this country that's wrong because you don't even know what the new government will be. So, but you know you're not going to be in charge, and you know you're not going to have your rights. So, people, you've got to speak up. At the very least, understand that our Constitution mm. is, will not be the rule of law. Uh, thank you so much for yeah. everything that you um, are doing, and I I appreciate you left the meeting and came over. Yes. And I know it was against your will. You were like. <laughs> I, I don't need to be on the air. I don't want to be on the air. I appreciate that. All right, um, right. No, thank you thank so much, you. Glenn. This is awesome. Thank appreciate you, and thanks for the work you do. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay. All right, back in just a second. First, uh, let me tell you. Oh, by the way, we have the mom on of the kid. I think it's in Colorado of the elementary school kid that was uh, told by a teacher, "Hey, you should join this. You know, gay, lesbian, bi, trans, whatever." Uh, club that we're having and in the club hey don't share this with your parents uh and the girl was told that if she's not completely happy with her body and let me just leave it there do you know any woman who's completely happy with their body because i've never met them and i've met supermodels and i've never met them uh but if you're not 100 percent comfortable uh young ladies in your body it's probably because uh, you're transgendered. Oh, okay. We have that mom on with us in just a few minutes. Not only is the Federal Reserve affecting interest rates, they're also bringing out a more volatile stock market, and that hurts the consumer. That hurts you and your wealth and your spending. You know what really pisses me off about all this stuff is 
when I'm looking at investing in something, all I want to do is I've worked hard for my money. I just want to know I will have that money. If I could put it in a bank or something, just can I have the money that I earned safely? No, not in today's world. No, no idea. No idea what the government's going to do. No idea what the banks are going to do. The Fed's going to do. The Treasury's going to do. Stock market. I have no idea. American Financing knows that you need to take action right now to save as much money as possible. And if you have high interest credit cards that you're trying to pay down, maybe the best thing to do is look at the um, equity that you have in your house, which, by the way, will disappear quickly. Act now. Take that equity and turn it into cash to pay off those credit cards. It's better to pay 5% interest than 19% interest. Pay them off. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Oh, my gosh. What a day. What a day. Pat Gray is sitting in for uh, Stu, who is having some really extensive plastic surgery done. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we didn't want to say anything. And because uh, it's right not to. It's yeah, it's actually but because it really bothers him, you know, <laughs> his eyes and. Yeah, uh, nose, cheeks, flappy chin, skin underneath, yeah. mm-hmm. but double chins, yeah, triple chins. But we hope that it is. He's having it done in Tijuana, which is cost effective. But uh, yeah, I don't is know that about the best the thing? He says yeah. they're good down mm-hmm. in Tijuana. I've mm-hmm. heard that from other people that they're good, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I guess I don't when it comes back. In we'll a week. see. We'll see. So hmm. uh, I will <laughs> tell you that uh, I was inspired this weekend sincerely inspired um at the climate change summit oh were you uh, yeah yeah you know hmm. kamala harris was there i wouldn't expect that yeah i know yeah. well but she's such she's an so eloquent though oh my god she turned you around right she turned me around because me i too. thought i don't want to be alone right you know what i mean yeah and uh, and here's what she said that is especially true mm. when it comes to the climate crisis which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together Mm -hmm. as we continue to work together, operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements Mm -hmm. that we will convene to work together on, to to galvanize (laughs) global action. Right. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority Mm -hmm. for all of us. Yes, yes. And I know we will work on this together. Yes. Right. Right. (laughs) Do you think she knows... Do you think? No. <laughs> okay, I didn't think so. Seriously, do you think she's like, "Oh crap, I'm in one I'm of those stuck traps. in a loop." Yeah, I. It doesn't seem like she knows. Oh my gosh, does she's it? So bad. She seems completely unaware that she keeps saying "work together" five times yeah. in in one paragraph. I saw somebody say it is like it is like watching somebody in high school. Yes, that did not prepare. 
you know, for their their book report. And they have to write a thousand words. And so they just keep saying the same thing over and over just yeah. in a slightly different way. Yeah. Every every just to stretch it out. That's exactly what this is like. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't so know. Good. I don't have any idea what this meeting is about. Except we all have to come together on it. Uh, I wasn't listening. I didn't read the report. So I don't know what we're talking about. But I want to talk to you about working together. Yeah. What we're doing here, working together, mm-hmm. we are going to start working together on working together. Mm-hmm. Because together. It's we'll do that when, together. When we are together, mm-hmm. working together, yeah. the sky's... <laughs> The sky is unlimited on what we can really do when we work together. And that's why I think working exactly. together is so important. <laughs> for the children. Wouldn't it she be? She should have thrown that in, too. For the children. For the children. For the children. <laughs> you learned that from Michael Jackson. Uh, he for did the, a lot of stuff for, for the, the children. children. Yeah. A lot of, lot of <laughs> things. You know, speaking of that, just a real quick, my wife won't give up Michael Jackson. Uh, she still listens to Michael Jackson from time to time. Really? Which has made me, you know, I've checked her closet from, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. like, are there any children <laughs> in here? What's going on? And hopefully the answer is no. Uh, the answer no, is no. No, children. no, no okay. children. No Good. children. But, uh, but do you listen to him together? Do you work on that together? Sometimes we work on it together. Yeah. yeah we're working. Good. We're working on the Michael Jackson thing together. Together. But... Uh, you know, I just, I just happen to, you know, just again happen to hear, uh, keep it in the closet, and I kind of question all of us, mm-hmm. you know, how we knew about the closet that was a little plaything with the Jesus juice and the little kids, and then he wrote a sexual song about keeping it in the closet, and I'm. <laughs> I mean, I think I should have bet on another country at that point. Mm-hmm. At that point, we should have said, yeah, America will collapse. <laughs> Just not smart enough. Just not smart enough to figure things out. And this one, this one is an easy one. That's God saying, guys, if you can't figure it, it only gets harder from here. This is the Glenn Beck Program.